Military sexual trauma can affect people of all backgrounds, regardless of their age, race, gender identity, or sexual orientation. No matter how long it's been since the experience, you can get compassionate care from VA to support your healing. Learn about the many care options designed to help military sexual trauma survivors. To get started, call your local VA facility and ask to speak with your MST coordinator. Hello and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. My name is Travis. I am the host. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubazoo Network. You can find out more on hubazoo.com. I want to thank my uh, sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, Army National Guard, veteran Mark Holmes of Reapers Detailing and Power Washing, and my veteran-owned business supporters, Semper Savage, Bottom Gun Coffee, and Quezon Shaving Company. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know, right across the table from me here in Tewksbury is an Army veteran, reached out to me, and, you know, we got connected. And she had this program she wanted to talk about with me through the Commonwealth of Massachusetts called Mass Helpline. So without any further ado, and with great pleasure, I want to introduce Gail Kavanaugh-McAuliffe to Oscar Mike Radio. Gail, how are you doing? I'm good, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. It's amazing what, you know, two veterans can do when we get together in a library on a Saturday in north of Boston. Um, it's just great to meet you. And you told me you had this program that you were part of called the, the Mass Helpline or the Mass Behavioral Health Helpline. And, and it's right here. Let me do it like this. I'm going to have this in the Make Radio Show post. And I got really interested about it. So before we get into all the that good stuff, because it's all good stuff, why don't you tell me a little bit about your military career in, in, in history? So I'm an Army veteran. Um, I was in from 1995 to 1999 uh, Signal Corps. So um, I was stationed in Fort Hood, Texas. Uh, and then I got to go to the lovely uh, Fort Richardson, Alaska, which I loved it. It was great. It's beautiful country up there. So I do recommend, I always tell people, go to Alaska. It's beautiful. Um, so I was fortunate enough to do that. Um, I came home and I went to school uh, on the old uh, Montgomery GI Bill. I worked for the Veterans Northeast Outreach Center as a work-study student for several years. Um, and then I went to work for the Commonwealth of Mass Department of Veterans Services. Oh, really? I worked there for 16 years. Um, I left and I went to work for the VA for a little while. Um, and now, uh, happily, I um, am not uh, working, well, not happily, but I'm not working in public service anymore. I'm working for a private entity. Um, I'm working for Beacon Health Options, and we have this program, which we're going to talk about here soon. Awesome, awesome. So you, you, we served around the same years. I was 95 and 99, so that's pretty cool. Um, you do all this in, in the public sector space after you, you got out, and now you're working in this, for this entity. What's that been like bouncing through the different organizations? I mean, it's been, you know, veterans always are going to have my heart, right? That's where I live. 
Um, but this is a chance for me to help a wider population outside of the just the veteran world, right? So that's awesome. Um, I'm psyched about that. Um, and it's different working for a private entity. Um, they have their own levels of bureaucracy and things outside of the government, right? We're used to government bureaucracy. This is a, a little uh, different. But uh, I, I'm, I'm navigating it, and it's, it's, it's kind of great in a way. Well, awesome. So tell me, because you, you sent me the email, we got connected, and then I started looking at it. And this appears to be not only a program for veterans, but also anybody in the Commonwealth. So just tell us a little bit about what this program you're, you're, you're helping Spearhead is and, and who benefits from it. Okay, so this is the Massachusetts Behavioral Health Helpline. It's a little bit of a tongue twister if you say it fast. Um, it, the number, I'm just going to rattle that off real quick, 833-773-2445. Um, and our website is www.masshelpline.com. Um, this is part of the Commonwealth's Roadmap to Behavioral Health Reform. It's free to anyone available in the Commonwealth, 24-7, um, 365. Um, we launched January 3rd, um, and so it's a brand new program. Um, it's super exciting to be part of. Um, for the veteran community, it's a course available to them. But when I think about the veteran community at large, I think about the spouses and the children, right, who may not have access to the veteran crisis line, right? This is something for everyone. Um, this is available to anyone who's in the Commonwealth. Um, so I think that's really important to say that it's across the board available to everybody. Yeah, that's what I like because, you know, I have the, the VA app on my phone, right? And you know, there's a hotline available to veterans, but I really like the aspect that this is, from reading the website, available to everyone in the Commonwealth, regardless of your, your veteran status or, or, you know, what you do for a living or your educational background, you can pick up the phone or get on the website and get help. So where did the idea for this program come from? So... Um, like I said, this is part of the Commonwealth's Roadmap for Behavioral Health um, Reform. So it started under the last administration um, and is carrying through to the new administration. Um, and really, this is to get people help when they need it, um, you know, bring help to them, right? And the other, uh, so it's not, it is a helpline, right? But we do have some cool features. We have a text feature and a chat feature as well. So if you don't want to get on the phone um, and talk, or maybe you're in a situation where it's not convenient to talk on the phone, we do have that text and chat feature available as well. So that's cool. We know teenagers like to, to text and right. uh, you know maybe not talk on the phone as much, and the chat's available there as well. So those are some really cool um, features that maybe some other helplines don't don't have available to them. So um, that's really cool. Um, it's available in 200 languages um, via interpreter services that are available. Um, our print material will be available in 13 languages. Um, so that's really cool. We want to hit 
all the populations, right? We want to hit everybody. Um, I have a super big mouth, so lucky me, I get to uh, talk about this, right? Um, and say, look, we want everyone to use this, right? We want every, uh, you know, gender, nationality, you know, across the board, right? We want to hit all the populations. So, so go back a little bit and, and just talk about the roadmap with me. When, when you say roadmap, that means we're at a certain state right now and the Commonwealth wants to get to a different state by virtue of having this program. What's the Commonwealth's best outcome for, for implementing this program? So, so you know, we the Commonwealth realized there was a need for support, right? And there are a number of helplines available. Um, the substance use helpline, 211, 988, all these different things, right? So what the behavioral health helpline is, is the new uh, front door, if you will. So you walk through our front door and we can connect you to a range of services and uh, clinical professionals um, and even other helplines if that's something that need that you need. So we're, we're um, what they're calling the new front door, right? So you, you call the helpline and you're in the front door and we're gonna take care of you from soup to nuts whatever it is that you need. If your needs are, uh, you know, sort of not urgent, more routine, we're gonna be able to take care of those all the way up to, you know, an actual crisis intervention where maybe, uh, you know, mobile crisis has to go out and, um, you know, talk to someone. So let's, let's use a scenario that, that happens more often than it should in the veteran community, for example. You know, um, there's a veteran who's in mental distress and needs help. But a lot of times, unless that veteran seeks help, there's no recourse. Could a family member who, who's watching their, their, their veteran family member going through this say, you know what, I think there's something bad going to happen. Can they call the mass helpline and say, hey, I need help to figure out how to deal with this and get assistance? Yep. So we will talk to the family members. Um, you know, we'd rather, of course, talk right. to the person, um, but we will talk to the family members um, and we will help them, you know, at in that moment, um, either come up with a, a safety plan or a plan to get someone seen, um, either, you know, at the... Um, Community-based health centers, there's 25 of them across the Commonwealth, they're new. Community-based health centers or, you know, any provider that's available within, you know, the quickest time frame. Yeah, the reason I ask is, you know, a lot of times the family members are watching, you know, the, these uh, distress situations or trying to understand how to best support that person. And they feel cut off and alone because, you know, in our case, they're not veterans, so they can't go to the VA. And they also understand, you know, a lot of times in, in you know, private health care, if it's not that veteran making the initial call, there's not a lot they can do. But they see this, th this situation, you know, developing. They want to help out. So I was just curious about that. Um, you rolled out in January. What's been the initial reaction for people who ha have called up? Do you know? Um 
you know, again, it's a brand new program. Yeah. Um, and we really rolled out with no advertising, no anything. Um, those things are still, um, you know, in the works. Um, I just brought out the print material, which we just got available. Um, so, you know, we're doing, we're doing, we're getting calls. Um, and it's all been really word of mouth. Um, the lines are, they're, they're not overwhelmed, but we're getting calls. So just through people talking to each other, just through other, you know, just through uh, community folks like myself, talking to people, the lines are getting calls. Uh, so there is a need for this service. Um, and we're, we're, really, uh, we're really pleased. Well, I just like the way this is laid out. Going through a tough time, help is here. It's 24 7, 365. You see it right here. And there's the caller text line down there. And, you know, just we we're talking about teenagers earlier. Well, you can use your phone, and there's the QR code right there. And you can get connected with somebody. I mean, and there's a chat line here. I, I just like the fact that you've tried to think about different options for people to communicate with you all. Yeah, you know, so we are. Uh, so, I mean, there's. You know, can be safety concerns with someone maybe can't talk on the phone, but maybe they could just send a quick text or, you know, they're near a computer, they could chat. Um, so those things are definitely have been into consideration for sure. And again, for younger folks, right, like they love their phones, right? So we wanted to make sure that we had a way to connect with everybody. Um, so that's been something that was really uh, thoughtful. Um, as this was being built, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So a lot of times, you know, we veterans serve and we get out and we lose that aspect of service. But you've been able to maintain, you know, this this career of service to not only veterans, but also to people in your community and, and in the Commonwealth. You know, what, what effect has that had on you as you go through life and realize that you're having, you know, this effect on people? I mean, it's great when you know that you've, help someone right yeah, or yeah. you've made a difference in their life in some kind of way some kind of positive way right so that's an awesome thing to see um you know so now this gives me a chance to sort of step out of the veteran world a little bit you know but still stay connected but also be able to help that larger population of folks right young kids older folks uh you know wives spouses you know husbands uh, you know, marginalized populations. Um, so this has been, this is a really big, you know, step and I'm so happy to be part of this uh, new initiative. Well, we're talking with uh, Gail Kavanaugh-McAuliffe, uh, Army veteran, and she is a part of this Mass Helpline initiative. And uh, we're in Tewksbury in the library right now having a great time. Um, you know, one thing that came to mind as I'm going through this is, this seems really unique. Is Massachusetts the only state doing something like this? Um, I think we have some similar initiatives going on um, across the border in New Hampshire. Um, and I think some other states are, you know, rolling out this type of service um, because there is a need for it. Um, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've um, unfortunately had some uh, tragedies um, that have come up, right? Duxbury. Yeah just this past week in Andover. Um, so there is a need for this type of service, right? There is a need for people to be able to connect in that moment, you know? 
Well, that's the thing, right? And, you know, there's the, the, the Duxbury Andover, and there's a veteran at the Jamaica Plain who, you know, committed suicide. So the, the, the problem is still there. And, you know, I, I'm very interested because a lot of times you hear, well, you, you know, the government as a whole doesn't care. The state as a whole doesn't care. And I'm going through, you know, the website, you know, leading up to today, and I'm like, okay, somebody cared enough to, you know, make the make the position statement, get the budget, do all the work in creating this program, hire the staff. So, so people care. Is, is that what you want people to know about? Oh, yeah. We definitely care. Uh, my team cares. So there's 10 of us across okay. the Commonwealth that are doing the community outreach. Uh, we have it kind of broken up into regions. Uh, so there's boots on the ground. That's us. Um, and there's 10 of us. So we're covering the whole Commonwealth, right, from Northeast, which is my region, all the way out to Western Mass, because I know folks sometimes in Western Mass feel forgotten out there. Um, but we do have a team out there as well. And so, you know, we don't, we want to cover everybody. We want to make sure people understand that this program is available to them. It started in the last administration. Um, but it's carried through to the new administration. And so, you know, we, there are people that care, that sat down, thought this through very thoughtfully um, and put it together. Uh, and so, yeah, we're really super excited about it. Um, so, like I said, we're, it's going to be available to non-English speakers, right? 200 languages. They'll yeah. have interpreter services available. Um, we'll have print material available in 13 languages, so um, that's pretty unique as well. Um, and, you know, we're going to take those routine calls. We're going to take those, you know, urgent calls where someone might need to be seen within a couple of days. And then we're going to take those. We need to intervene at, at this moment. Um, so we're, we're going to cover the whole range. Um, and then we are connected to the new uh, 25 new community behavioral health centers. And so that's really the first place we're gonna go, right? But if, if they're busy, if they can't see somebody, or if somebody has a preference, we're gonna go into, into more providers and we're gonna get people seen. Uh, that's really the goal, is to get people into see someone, you know, in a timely manner. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, help me out here. I, I, I've heard behavioral health and, you know, I'm, I'm not a health guy, but I think physical health, I think emotional health, mental health, but how does behavioral health differ from, say, mental health? So it, behavioral health sort of is the whole person, right? So we're looking at the whole individual. We're not just looking at their physical health. We're not just looking at their mental health, but we're looking at the whole individual um, when they talk about behavioral health. Okay. Um, so we want to look at the individual as a whole. Um, we don't want to just say, oh, this is a mental health issue. This is a physical health issue, but it's a whole health issue, right? Well, I'm thinking as you're talking is, you know, for a lot of us in our community, a lot of physical problems have an effect on you mentally over time where you're dealing with sustained pain or discomfort and you're trying to deal with that, or you have some kind of other mental trauma anguish and you're trying to deal with that. And am I understanding that, you know, what can happen to you physically can affect you mentally 
And that's the whole thing behavior health's trying to answer? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So we're trying to, you know, look at the entire person, right? Um, you know, and then, of course, a person's not, a person has other things going on in their life, right? They have, you know, finances, housing, you know, uh all these different things, jobs, you know, you name it, right? So we can connect people to those resources as well as, um, you know, clinicians, right? We can connect them to community resources that can, you know, help with those other issues that may be um, trying at that moment, right? Maybe on the forefront at that moment. I'm, I'm almost thinking here that it, it's it's almost like Maslow's hierarchy that you all are trying to address. Yeah, right. So that's okay. a that's a pretty good uh, analogy, right? Like I said, so we're not the uh, we're not the only player, right? We're right, not the right. only player in the game, right? We have two one one, we have BSAS, the substance use helpline, nine eight eight. There's all these things. So none of them are wrong. None of them are wrong, right? We want you to reach out however it's comfortable for you, but we want to be that front door. We want to be that wide open front door to whatever resources you need. Um, so, so are you saying like, like I'm just go back to the military thing here that, you know, I'm a veteran call you up and I say, Hey, I'm going through the situation. You can also say, okay, we're going to, we're going to take, we're going to do an intake on you. But also, hey, we're going to then contact like the VA resources. Is, is... I mean, there there's ways for us to do okay. that if that is what the person wants, right? Gotcha. Um, if that's not something that they want, right? We know sometimes people have had bad experiences or negative experiences and they, they, they're looking for something different, right? We're, we want to be that something different, but we also want to put them in a place where they're comfortable, right? Okay. So... How do you? How did you all develop the relationships with these other entities to work together? Because there's a lot of them, and, and there's different ones that do different things. And you're trying to, you know, move Mass Helpline forward. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a phenomenal task, right? right it's right, very yeah. huge. Uh, what we're trying to do here. So um, things are still. It's a thousand working pieces, right? All kind of working together, right? So you know. It's a, it's a, how do I want to say it? It's a constant progress, right? It's always working. Something new is always happening, right? Things are being tweaked. Things are being changed. Things are being adjusted. And it's a thousand working pieces every day, all the time, right? But we want to be that front door that people can know if they come in, we're going to get them where they need to go. What about the confidentiality aspect? The reason I ask is a lot of people that I know in who are first responders, law enforcement, ENS are you know, hesitant and sometimes justifiably so that if they seek help, they're going to be treated differently at their work or, you know, in their case, worse, you know, relegated to desk duty or separated. Right. So again, there there is that issue, right? And uh, but we're not we're not um, we're not. We're not Big Brother, right? We're here to get you to where you need to go to help. We're not here to um, cause any any further problems down the road for you, right? So we, uh, of course, we are protecting all that information um, so that people can feel comfortable making those phone calls. Um, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep that person's information as private as private can be. Um, and we're not, 
here to disclose it to anyone. So I'm a member. Well, is that the right way to say it? I mean, we've been using the word term member. I think you can use whatever term you use. Well, I'm saying I'm not really a member of the Commonwealth, but citizen. Citizen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm a citizen of the Commonwealth. I'm a, and I still can't figure out what the difference is between a Commonwealth and state, but that's a different conversation. But I'm a citizen of the Commonwealth. I, I, I live, you know, in the Boston area. What can someone who lives in the Commonwealth do to help you with this program? I mean, seriously, talk about it. That's all you have to do. Post it on your Facebook. Tell your friends to share it, right? Um, You know, that's really, like I said, that's how we've been sort of operating since the beginning of January is sort of word of mouth, right? And so it's like that old... You're kind of an old guy, right? With me, so you'll remember that old Jermac commercial. She told two friends, and she told two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. That's it, right? That's how we've been working so far. Our ad campaign isn't scheduled to uh, fully take off, I think, until uh, March. So we've been just word of mouth, word of mouth. So you know, you tell two friends, you tell two friends, so on and so on. We're we're, we're both in Massachusetts. This is kind of like. You're kind of like the new Paul Revere, <laughs> blazing the free. No, no, no. We, we are blazing a new, uh, some new ground here, right? This is new ground. Not, not, not to be like glib or anything, but think about it. You know, modern day Paul Revere, in in, in, a, in a trail for for behavioral health fulfillment and and help. I mean, the British aren't coming. Well, they might be, but if if you're having a problem, here's here's you all on the horse going through different parts of the state, not just Boston saying this is available to you. Yeah. It's, it's a very Massachusetts thing. Yeah, it, it really is. And like I said, we've uh, hit the ground running, right? So it started the third. Um, today's just the 11th of February. I didn't start with the company until December 27th. So it's been like rapid fire, right? Go. Go seek the people. Talk She's to Oscar them. Mike, folks. She's Oscar <laughs> Mike. That, 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 that's amazing. So you're starting off now. Let's just fast forward a little bit to say, you know, I don't know, Q3 of this year. What do you, what do you, how are you going to start measuring your success of this program as time goes on? I mean, I'm sure because we are contracted through the Commonwealth, DMH is the contract holder, right? Um, DMH, who's that? I'm Department sorry. of Mental Health. So DMH is the contract holder. Um, we are contracted through them, um, although we are a private entity. Um, you know, of course, they're going to want to see success, right? What is success? I mean, success is getting people the help they need in the time frame that they need it. That's what I call success, right? I don't know if you would call it something different. Um, or get them to the support systems that they need or the community partners that they need or whatever it is that they need in the time frame that they need it. Not have people, you know, waiting three, six weeks to get a call back from a provider, right? We want to get them to that provider in the time frame that they need it. And our goal really is to let everyone in the Commonwealth know that this is available to them. Uh, I have a crazy schedule coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, so it's really just talking to the masses, right? Talking to the people that are out in the world, telling them, hey, spread the word, tell your friends, 
let your friends know about this. Um, you know, just yesterday morning, um, I was on my way to meet with my team for our first in-person meeting, right? Our first in-person meeting. Uh, and I stopped by the Tewksbury police station. Um, and I said, look, I'm the rep for this area. I just want to drop off these brand new materials that just hit my doorstep. And they were like, we were just talking about you guys. So people, the buzz is out there, right? So they know that we're out there. We just want to, everyone talking about it, right? We want to get that word out to everybody and have everybody telling their friends. And we want to make sure that, look, if you don't want to call the substance abuse line, or if you don't want to call the veteran helpline, or if you don't want to call, we're that new front door, right? We're going to open that door wide and we're going to get you the services that you need, whether it's, you know, community resources all the way to crisis intervention, you know, um, and we're going to do this in a thoughtful way. We have clinicians that are answering the phones, um, master's level and bachelor level clinicians that are answering the phones. Um, we have, um, what was I going to say? Uh, master's level and bachelor clinicians answering the phones. And we're using the same um, Columbia risk rating scale, which is an evidence-based uh, best practice. Uh, and it's the same scale that the VA uses for risk assessment. So we're using that same scale, but we're doing it in a more human way. We're doing it in a conversational way. We're doing it in a, in a friendly way. We're doing it where we make a rapport, a connection with the person on the other end of the phone. And we're, then we're going to provide a warm handoff to those community-based healthcare centers, CBHC. We love acronyms, right? We love them. Uh, so we're going to make do a warm handoff. We're not just going to say, call this number and schedule an appointment. We're going to be on the phone with the person and we're going to come up with a plan together with them that works for them. Um, you know, so this is this is almost like a partnership when that person calls. It's not just okay. I've got to hit my call center numbers for the week. You know, it's, it's not about that. It's actually not. It really is a partnership. We want to create, you know, a plan with the person. We want to get them connected, and we want to see that that plan is, you know, something that works for them. And then the other cool thing is we're going to follow up oh, with really? those okay. folks. We're gonna, if it's a routine call, we're gonna follow up within a couple of weeks, see how they're doing. If it's an urgent or, you know, more urgent call, we're gonna call within the next 48 hours. And if it's a crisis, we're gonna get them seen as soon as possible. And we're gonna call every hour until we know that that person is okay, right? So we, we are following up. So that is another kind of unique feature that we have. Um, to offer is that follow-up to make sure that the person um, is getting the services that they need. That's really different. That's really different because a lot of times people feel like they're just in a call center or they go to an office once, fill out some paperwork, and then they just disappear into a dark hole. Um, you know, you asked me earlier what I thought, you know, success would be. I, I did some research one time and I think, I don't have it right off the top of my head, but I do have it where a suicide cost, if you look at it in hard dollars, about three and a half million dollars for the average human life. And the, the, the entity that did it 
looked at the wages lost, but also looked at the impact of the community. And one of the things the study said was, is they, they couldn't measure, though, what the, what the pain of that caused to family members, children, and generational loss. So in some ways, it's, you can't really calculate, you know, what's lost by someone taking their own life. So I look at it as, yes, I agree with you. Any, anybody that can be helped out is potentially, you know, the, the, the value is just, you can't calculate it. And that's a good thing. Yeah, you can't put a cost on human life. You can't put a cost on relationships, um, you know, things like that. You can't really put a cost on that, right? I think there's a movie um, called Worth where they, after the... Um, 9-11 bombing right and the lawsuits and they tried to calculate the worth of a human life and it's you know it's crazy like you how how do you do that and the movie is quite interesting actually but um it, it it's it's just really goes to prove that you can't you can't calculate that uh, it's an intrinsic number right it's like it's it's out there in the universe right like you can't you can't well, you, ever calculate that. Well, I just think it's interesting that, you know, the, the prior administration and this administration drew the line in the sand, said enough's enough. We're, we're going to try something different. And, and this is, ladies and gentlemen, here. I'm sitting here with Gail. Um, I'm going to have these all on social media and, and in my room. I'm going to hand these out to some VFWs too, Gail. Yeah, please do that. And I'm happy to, you know, come down, restock, or connect you with the with the uh, rep in your area and have her come out and restock you anytime you need. Um, you know, we're gonna be, we're hitting the ground running. Um, we're, we've got some big plans coming up for this year. We're hoping to be at the Big E. We're hoping to be at the Westfield Air Show. We want people to know we're out there in their community. Um, and we're gonna be around. I've got a whole schedule next week that's like, ah! crazy um, but I'm happy to do it right that's what I do I make those connections I'm a human I make human connections right and that's what the helpline is doing we're making human connections we're treating the caller as human we're treating them not as a number right they're a human and we're gonna give them that warm handoff to another human and we're gonna make sure that we're gonna follow up and make sure that that human is okay I'm, I'm thinking, Gail, I'm going to get one of these two. Uh, hey, Adam, Adam Gunn, the Abington Mass uh, Veteran Service Officer. I'm going to I'm going to get him connected with this and maybe so. Little story. I will be at the VSO conference this week, this coming 15th. Really? Uh, so I will be at the VSO conference. I will have materials there for the local VSOs. Um, and we're going to do a little will, presentation about this. I will tell him to look you up because yeah. uh, he does some amazing things in, in the South Shore area. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that they're doing is uh, Martins in Abington has a, a, a once a month deal for veterans and they have presenters. And I think this would be good to get the word out. Yeah, we have some two lovely ladies on the South Shore. Um, I think it's Ashley and Erin, our, our South Shore reps, and they'll be glad to come out and talk to you. I'll be glad to do a warm handoff, right? Well, well, Introduce yeah, the ladies to you, right? Well, Get you guys connected. Well, I'm kind of chuckling because Adam kind of gets me voluntold the things. Oh. Yeah. 
you know, wink, wink, nod, nod, chuckle, chuckle, but, you know, this... I just volunteered my friends, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, my co-workers, they're this doing this. This is how this works. Right, that's what I'm saying, right? She told two friends, and she told two friends, and so on and so on. Really, all we've been doing is word of mouth so far, right? Word of mouth, because our stuff wasn't ready, right? But the line was ready, and we needed to get people to start calling, right? And making those, uh, making those connections, and... Really, it's been, whew, you know, it's been crazy. I was going to say, it must be you start off and the word starts going. And then, you know, I guess, you know, as we kind of wind this down, you know, what's going to happen if this, I mean, not that it's not taking off, it is. But what if it happens if you do get a spike in, in heavy traffic of people calling this line? I mean, that's they're preparing for that, right? Okay. They're hiring staff. They're preparing for that. They expect that there'll be seasons or, you know, times when there will be, uh, you know, a crazy amount of people calling. They don't want to keep people on hold. Um, you know, they have folks answering the phones right now. Um, and the idea is to not to not have people on hold to get them into talking to someone and get those conversations started. Um, you know, it's available 365, 24-7. So we have staff around the clock answering those calls. Um, and they're doing it right now as we speak. Um, so, you know, the idea is to just keep us staffed up and keep us uh, community folks out in the community, getting the word out to the populations that need it, the folks that need it. So that, you know, these preventable things, these preventable situations become preventable, right? We want to prevent tragedy from happening. We want to pre prevent loss. We want to prevent, you know, uh, well, just, just, these things just, that could just, be preventable. Just, just, just in our community, right? You know, a lot of veterans have a problem. And like, okay, I can deal with that problem. I'm a veteran, I, I, I served in the military for Christ's sakes. And then they have another problem. And another problem, and then, and then three months later, it's like, oh wow, I've got like big problems. My my power is getting ready to be shut off. I don't have food. I can't, you know, get to work. Uh, and that's why I go back to Maslow's hierarchy. When those things start getting affected, it, it almost seems like, hey, you know, if you if you call sooner rather than later, you can prevent more cost. Yeah, well, of course, that's what we want to do. We, we want to head off the ultimate tragedy right we want to stop that tragedy before it happens right that's why we're here so we're going to start with the community resources we're going to get people connected if they need clinical you know care uh, if the risk assessment shows that they need that kind of clinical intervention we're going to get that to them and look if it comes to that moment where you know that person is really uh, we have mobile youth crisis uh, intervention. We have mobile adult crisis intervention. We're going to send somebody to them. And the worst, uh, we're going to try to do this in the least invasive way. But if worse comes to worse, we're going to get 911 involved. We're going to send somebody to them. We're not going to let that tragedy happen uh, if we can prevent it in any kind of way. I just, I'm looking at all these materials you have here in front of me, Gail, and thank you so much, is help is here. Help is here. The yeah. cavalry has arrived. Well, the cavalry or Paul Revere, uh, I, I, I think that's, I, I like that because it is Massachusetts. You, you, you know, hey, you know, the British are coming, but help is here. 
yeah, help is here. And so that's the big message, right? That's the end kind of takeaway at this. We want people to know help is here. Pick up the phone. Let us be that front door to open the door to services for you, whether it be those community services, support groups, peer groups, whatever. Or again, maybe you need that clinical intervention. Maybe you need to seek you know, uh, medical help uh, uh, sooner than later, right? And then we're gonna be there in that uh, crisis moment if, you know, if it comes to that, we wanna be able to, to prevent that from happening, right? So we're gonna cover the range of services from, you know, routine to crisis, but we're here and we wanna be that front door. And I also want to say, look, if you call the Veterans Hotline, if that's your thing and if that works for you, that's fine. We're not here to step on anyone's toes or take anything away from any of these other lines that are working, right? We're just, here, we're just another resource. We're just another provider. Um, we're going to be that front door. You know, um, no way is the wrong way to seek help, right? No right. way is the wrong way. Just do it. Just seek the help, right? However it works for you. Well, well one of the things that I hear a couple of things from my community. First of all, we, 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 don't, we don't like asking for help. We, we do not like asking for help. And then the other thing is, you know, there, there is that, that fear of the unknown. What happens if I ask for help? And, and so those are two very hard things to get over. And this kind of hits close to home because, you know, in January 23rd, when that veteran committed suicide in Jamaica Plain, he was like, man, you know, what's going on? You know, we, we, there's so many resources available. And I've heard so many times where I'm like, well, I'm, I'm scared to call. I don't know what's going to happen if I call. And, you know, it seems like with this, and, and look, I'll have the link to the, to the website now. It's going to radio show post. You know, they go over what you all do. This is, this is not an accusation. This is not, you know, you're messed up. This is like help is here. And so I, I want people to understand that, hey, there's, there, there's a quicker way to do this. There's a better way to do this. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Um, yeah, you're going to get a live clinician. You know, they're going to do that uh, Columbia risk assessment, see where you're at. But then they're going to hand you to another provider, right? And they're going to stay on the phone while you come up with a plan together to get those services. Once that plan is in place, the helpline will step back, but then we're gonna follow up to make sure that that was good for you and that you got the services that you needed. Uh, you know, whether it be in, you know, a couple of weeks for a routine call, 48 hours for, you know, an urgent call, or, you know, hourly for that person that is in that moment. Uh, we're gonna keep, we're gonna get them to where they need to go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Gail is truly Oscar Mike. She is the modern-day Paul Revere, blazing a trail with her team through the Commonwealth about uh, behavioral health, and, and help is here. You know, um, you know, I, I love doing this, Gail. I, I, I just, you know, we had a great email exchange, and I'm, then I started going, you know, fully into what you all do. And I'm like, this is, this is awesome because, you know, when someone asked me, you know, what do I do? And, you know, when I have that situation, I'm like, well, help is literally here. And I'm going to have this posted in my, in my little studio and, and give this out. Thank you. Yeah. And we just want to know help is here, right? Don't pick up the phone, make the call. Don't 
don't worry about the end result, right? Because the end result is better than where you are now. Where you are now, right? Get that help. Pick up that phone and talk to someone and get in, get seen, and get taken care of. And this is for family, children, where there, I have schools that I'm gonna go talk to, I have uh, police officers, everything. We're not trying to step on anyone's toes, we just wanna be a partner in the party. Well, well not that it's a party, but we wanna be a partner in the, in the answer. We wanna be part of the answer. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of women veterans talk to me about trying to find their way after they serve or, you know, still having that sense of purpose and service, you know, after military service. And you, you're doing it. And, and you never really left it. You, you know, as you go through this year and you're, you know, dealing with all these complex challenges, what would you tell that female veteran who's trying to stay in, in, in touch with her purpose of service? I mean, there are lots of ways to serve, right? right. Um, and it's hard when you're a wife, a mother, uh, you know, you have other stuff going on in, in your life, right? That, and But you feel like you're disconnected from your purpose, right? It becomes overwhelming sometimes. Uh, service is not just, um, you know, there's lots of ways to serve, right? There's lots of places and areas to serve in. And sometimes it's just, you know, I, I can't give money, right? But I can give my time. But some people find it easier to give money. But time is also valuable, right? So, you know, you can volunteer and maybe you do it once a month or maybe you do it, you know, once a quarter or whatever fits into your busy schedule, right? Because we're all crazy out flat some days, right? And so we know that, right? So you have to make your service fit your life. I have been fortunate enough that, you know, service has been my life over the last 20 so years or whatever. So for me, it's a natural fit, um, you know, but again, there's, you know, the mission continues. They do a lot of volunteer work. Team Rubicon does a lot of volunteer work. Uh, New England Shelter always has volunteers. Habitat for Humanity has veteran projects. Whatever fits into your life and your schedule, you know, then you know, do it. And, and, and sometimes time is more valuable than money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I am Travis with Oscar Mike radio scene here with Gail, McC Gail Kavanaugh McAuliffe, excuse me. Um, and she is with the mass helpline. I'm going to put it up here one more time. Uh, you'll be seeing these all in, uh, you know, everywhere Oscar Mike radio is. And, you know, I just, I just love this story. You know, I love the story and I, I wish nothing but success. And yeah, the help is here. Help is here. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm happy to come back in, you know, six months, eight months and well, yes. give you an update. Yes, uh, well, she beat me to it, folks. Yes, I want you back on. Okay, I'm yeah. happy to do it. Just Let's let me it. know. All right, all right, all right. All right. Well, as we say in Oscar Mike Radio, we are Mission in Flight. She is definitely Oscar Mike. We will see you soon. Take care. Join us on National Wreaths Across America Day, December 16th, 2023. Each December on National Wreaths Across America Day, our mission to remember, honor, and teach is carried out by coordinating wreath-laying ceremonies at Arlington National Cemetery, as well as more than 3,700 additional locations in all 50 states, at sea and abroad. 
Join us by sponsoring a veteran's wreath at a cemetery near you, volunteering or donating to a local sponsor group. Thank you for listening and watching Oscar Mike Radio, where our active duty service members and veterans are in action and the mission is in flight. If you are a veteran or know a veteran who needs help, please dial 998 and press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line.